What's up, everybody? Welcome to the pilot episode of the new and improved Ringmasters podcast. I am Chad, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful tag team partner, the Shawn Michaels to my Triple H, the Billy Gunn to my Road Dog. He is... My name is Austin Sumwitz, and I can't believe you just referred to me to Mr. Ass. <laughs> well, one thing that is an ass is going to be this podcast, because we are going to bring top-notch wrestling to your wonderful ears. So basically, take, you know, the Talk is Jericho and the Edge and Christian podcast and and basically, you know, put it on steroids because this is what our show is going to be. Top of the line podcast that you guys are all going to want to listen to. For sure, yeah, for sure. We're going to be going through Raw and SmackDown and we are about a week away uh, this Sunday where we have Hell in a Cell live in Detroit at the new Little Caesars Pizza Arena which is an amazing arena from me being there before. Um, and yeah, so we're just going to be going through the week in wrestling here today. Hell in a Cell in Detroit that your boys will not be at. <laughs> However, that will not stop us from providing coverage of the podcast. Absolutely the not. But yeah, so uh, let's get into Raw. It started with a, wasn't it the Roman Reigns Miz match? Yes, it was, yeah. It, no, actually, I think, yeah, the, the Roman, I think Roman Reigns came out for sure and, um, I think he um, made sure to, um, well, yeah, it was basically, yeah, he got interfered by the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. by the Miztourage, which, I mean, it kind of expected to happen, um, but then, like, it built it built up to the fact that, like, um, they're, they came, well, what I loved the most was that, like, they're really playing on the Miz making fun of the shield mm-hmm. with him coming down yeah. from the audience. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. The fact that they came through through the crowd, um... I'll tell you what, though. I am a little mad because, you know, spoilers, if you haven't watched, you should probably not listen to the podcast. But, um, you know, after during their match, Sheamus and Cesaro interfered. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm assuming, well, when that interfered, basically, when that interference happened, I'm like, here comes the Shield reunion because now they all have common enemies. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro definitely have a better, better star quality than Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, but... I don't know. I was kind of excited to see Miz Taraj in their entirety. Yeah, for and sure. I mean, it, it would definitely give them more chance to uh, like better, better improve themselves in front of like well against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, who are established talent. Meanwhile, uh, Bo and um, Curtis really haven't done much other than just be his lackey, Miz's lackeys. But uh, yeah, oh, sorry, I just wanted to comment real quick um, before we go back into this. Have you seen Cesaro's new shirt on yes, WWE Shop? Yes, That is comedy <laughs> so, gold. Some context uh, for people, you know, like like Grant, who doesn't who doesn't know what's going on. Um, so you know, during a during a match uh, last, uh, was it was a pay per view or a raw. It was at it was at uh, the last pay. Yeah, it was at, at the last pay. At no mercy. At no mercy. Was it no mercy? It was no mercy. Yeah, at no mercy. Uh, Cesaro uh, bashed his teeth into the turnbuckle and like. I don't know if he like he, broke off his teeth or no, his teeth it, dislodged like, it, they got, into they his got, mouth. Like five, I think I heard five millimeters up into his gums. I originally thought he just chipped it and just completely knocked him like yeah. out, but like instead <laughs> it's just like shoved up into his gums, and I'm just like, like yeah. that was that was horrifying. Yeah, no, brutal. And uh, so his T-shirt now because he had oral surgery, but now uh, his instead of being called the Swiss Superman, he is now the Thwith Superman because his teeth are all. Destroyed and now. then on the back it has his name, but it's just Cesaro. Yeah, so like who? I, if that was Cesaro's idea, or if that was like uh, whoever does the shirt department there, they need if, a like, raise. Yeah, they need a raise. <laughs> they need a promotion. They need like a vacation. Yes. All of the things because yes. that was incredible. But yeah, I don't know. Um, 
The Bar's a good tag team. I like them. I'm For not sure. going to lie to you. I was really I was really wishing that they stuck with the Miztourage, though, just so I could hear Bo Dallas say, Bo Leave! Yeah. In the Miztourage. I would have popped. He, hasn't really, he doesn't really say that that much anymore. I know. And I'm like, I'm, nice I'm, I'm one of the guys who was actually pulling from him when he came from NXT because, like, he did some fun stuff and, like, some good stuff when NXT was first starting to get rolling. His ladder match at uh, TakeOver Arrival against mm-hmm. Neville was really good. And then he had a really good chemistry with the audience. He was like, like you're not getting cookies. <laughs> I brought cookies for everyone. You can't have them. Yeah, no, I, I, I do like Bo Dallas a lot. It's just it's just a shame, too, because it's, like, it's, it's another example of those NXT uh, characters who come up from, the, from NXT who are, like, really, really, like, Quirky and like same same way with like uh, the Ascension. And anti like they, Dillinger, yeah, anti Dillinger especially. Um, and they just come up to the main roster and they just kind of they flounder. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like Ty, I'm hoping like they start giving him a little bit more to do. But like this stuff that they're having him do with Baron Corbin, I'm not right, not looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. But back back to Raw for sure. Like that basically signified like we are getting the Shield versus uh, Miz and uh, and most likely the Bar. Yep. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna give themselves a cool name like the Miz Bar, but uh, uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think so. I think I think they're gonna just call themselves the Better Shield <laughs> because I'm okay they're with just that. yeah. They'll they just be out, like, we are. If you guys are the Shield, we're the Swords. We, they should come out with SWAT jackets too. No, they, they should come out like they originally booked that the uh, the Shield should be like they like wearing the turtlenecks. Yes, and then just <laughs> coming out with like riot shields with the word <laughs> Shield written on it. Be like, this is what you should have been. Yeah. And have Cassius Ono in it. <laughs> exactly. You know what? That would be awesome. Just yeah. like, yeah, it's like, and then just CM Punk back at his home in Chicago would just get like the biggest ego, like, right. just raised. Just like, let us just book the like, shows. It's like, there we go. It's like, it's like, they listened. They listened. But yeah, they're probably going to have the six men at, uh, I, what's their TLC. name? TLC. TLC. Yeah. And it's probably going to be for both the tag and IC belts. You think um, they're gonna put both belts up? I don't I think. think so. I, I don't think they're gonna put either of them up. I think they'll put both belts up. I think if they if they were gonna do that, it would be like they'd have them separated, where like the tag team match and then the IC match. See, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they might do that. They might do that leading up to that, and then then maybe the Shield has the belts going into yeah. it. Maybe what they'll do is they'll make the six man at Helena or at TLC not for the belts, and then for Survivor Series they'll they'll put the belts on because I definitely think. The belt will be on the line. Eventually, yeah, for sure. I just don't know if it's gonna be at this show. Yeah. Um, but leading into TLC, like I out of everything that's um that's looking forward to NXT, uh I mean to TLC, um, Asuka debuting is by far oh, yeah. the biggest deal to me. Because like, well, I'm actually I'm a little bit I'm 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 I've I've been debating with myself whether or not like it's a good idea for her to be on the Raw women's division or the SmackDown women's division. Because both are very different, but I'm just wondering which one she would be best suited for. I think I think Raw is the right decision. I think Raw is where you put your A-listers. I mean, look, they even put John Cena on Raw now. Mm-hmm. You know, Raw is where, you know, your stars are at. And I think Asuka is a star, and I think her going on Raw is the right choice. And I also think that, and we'll segue to the other thing that happened on Raw, which was the uh, women's angle. With Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. um, you know they they got confirmed that they're gonna take on each other at uh, TLC also, and I think, in my personal prediction, is that Mickey is gonna win, win the belts just to be a transitional champ and lose it to Asuka. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think that's the, the. I think that's the way to go. Well, then and then it gives her. An, uh, it's her. It'll be her sixth title reign, correct? Or will it be her I seventh? Think so yeah, sixth or seventh. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I know they said it during the show, but I just do not. I I it slipped my mind there. I mean, they might not have mentioned it on the Hulu version. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a that's definitely a good idea. Um, and then um, I think what'll end up happening is that like she'll. Like she'll distract, um, like uh, maybe Alexa will distract Asuka, and then she'll still win, and then she'll win the title, and then just stare at her, like, <laughs> "Come on, come take yeah, it." Yeah. But like she will destroy on no matter what roster she's right. on, and that's why I think it makes more sense to have to have her have Mickey win, and then even I would even have her lose it the next night to Asuka, and then have Asuka going into Survivor Series as champ versus Alexa. I just feel like there's a lot more better women heels on the on the Raw roster. I don't. I uh-huh. think Alexa Bliss is the. I think I I love Alexa Bliss though. Oh, yeah. 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 I think they are the the heels are much better on Raw, so that way it's easier for Asuka oh, to just sit set into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like yeah. No, it's like. You got Alexa, you got Naya. I mean, you got you get your Emma's Emma's in there occasionally, but like what you have for in terms of heels for the women's division is strong. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on SmackDown, you don't really have that too much because you got Carmella and Natalia. Oh, Carmella and James Ellsworth. Eh. <laughs> Just dragged along Just on his carried leash. Carried along on a leash. Dragged <laughs> along on his leash. How long are they going to keep that up? I hope forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then going into that next, um, I believe up next was. Um, what up, what was up next? Um, I don't know. We don't have to go in exact order. We can just say what happened. Uh, yeah. You know, they, especially just the important stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like Kalisto. Yeah. Uh, Enzo Amore. The two weeks in a row, the, the 205, uh, 205 Live roster has the made it. The G and the certified stud. Yep, just completely, <laughs> just completely. I mean, like, I'm I'm going to go on a mini rant here because I, cause I, I was one of the people um, at No Mercy when he won the title thinking, We've gone back to the Joe Cruiserweight division. We've gone back to Hornswoggle levels. He's doing something right now. I'll give him that because, like, I feel like right now he's very much so a tweener in terms of, like, what he wants to be for heel and babyface. But if they just go straight heel with him, it's going to do wonders for them because then it's just going to be, like, you're going to be, like, you're going to give people a reason to watch 205 Live just so someone can kick um, Enzo's teeth down his throat because, like, he's... Genuinely, like, just dislikable because of like how full of himself he is mm-hmm. now that he has this title. And I can tell you right now, this is the best thing that could have happened for Enzo. Big Cass getting injured, no <laughs> disrespect to Big Cass because he's incredible, um, was the best thing that could have ever happened to Enzo Amore because he's doing so much better than he was when that rivalry was going on. When he was sliding out of a shark cage, like, (laughs) lubing himself up and sliding out of a shark cage just to get kicked in the face. Right. Like, this is the best thing that could have happened to Enzo, and he's running with it. I'm like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this kind of stuff because... One, you're giving something that the cruiserweights care about, and like you're putting an eye on that. Now, granted, they're still like, look at all the cruiserweights we have, <laughs> like not like kind of like labeling them, but like Enzo, like by by Enzo individually mocking each and every one of them, at least gives you an idea of like what their character kind character right. kind of is, and it like it just gives people a reason to watch because there you go. It's like. People, like, cause people, some people do not like Enzo. Like, mm-hmm. he's annoying. He says the same stuff, but like, he's good on the mic and he's charismatic. So I think this is the best. Like, c- besides Neville being the champion, which he was an amazing cruiserweight champion, I think the road to him getting his title back 
is going to be the best things for the cruiserweights coming in the next few weeks. And more even, so, like, you know, Enzo is now and should be the main heel of the company. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to fully commit him to heel because he still sells more merchandise than most wrestlers. At the end of the day, it's all about that bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. However, he is, he is, in all terms and purposes, the, the main heel of that, of that brand. Um, now you bring in Kalisto, and, you know, you're with Kalisto and Rich Swan and Cedric, more and more or less TJP. You know, I'm not a big TJP fan, but I yeah. like him as a wrestler, but yeah. his promo skills are eh. However, yeah. you know, now that you have Kalisto, because, you know. Another recognizable face that the audience can watch. Right. I think it's time you take Neville and you get him out of the Cruiserweight division and you put him in feuds that he, like, you know what I mean? Not, not that the Cruiserweight division isn't, you know, it isn't a downgrade, but Neville could be doing a whole lot more in that company than being mm-hmm. the cruiserweight. Because now, yeah, now you have your Enzo, who can be your top heel for the cruiserweight division. Right. And then with Neville taking a backseat in the cruiserweight division, he can just kind of swerve right. out of there because, like, he's he's worked on the main roster, like outside of the cruiserweight division, and with his heel work, um, granted, like King of the Cruiserweights fits for him mm-hmm. for sure. But like depending uh, depending on if they want to keep this heel run going for him, he could do some good stuff against some of the top guys. There. And they could still keep him the king of the cruiserweights and still have him show up on two hundred five live and like still have cruiser, him be in the cruiser, cruiserweight. The king of the cruiserweights is now the king of the, yeah. of Monday Night Raw. Can you imagine him showing up to the two hundred five live the start of it with the IC belt and being like, uh, oh, "I'm so much better than all of you idiots." Like, yeah, exactly. Look at me. Like, like, like well, the, at the same time too, it's going to devalue the cruiserweight title. Just a bit more with Neville being on there with the IC title, and then just being like, hey, "Enzo, you're holding a trash belt." <laughs> well, I don't think you ever have to say that. I think, I think, I think the fact that Neville can still continue to say like, you know, the cruiserweight championship, you know, it means something. Yeah. But I have now brought the cruiserweight division to that next level because mm-hmm. with you being the IC champion, you would have exactly. You know? So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, like, I genuinely, like, I genuinely do believe that, like, just having them main event Raw two weeks in a row means something because mm-hmm. like this would have never happened before Enzo showed up on there yeah. this would have never happened and because like Enzo like love him or hate him Enzo's gonna get people to watch because like people are either gonna wanna watch to see what he says or they're gonna wanna see someone kick the crap out of him and, and like that was entertaining as hell seeing right. just the entire roster destroy him and then Braun Strowman for no reason because everybody just, loves Braun Strowman just comes out and eats him exactly like, it was just wonderful it was wonderful Wonderful, and it's like, and I'm and I'm that wrestling fan that you can be the greatest worker in the world, but if, if your character sucks, I'm I'm not buying India. Of course, and that's how I am with Enzo. You know, Enzo, he's not the best wrestler by any means, but I love his character. I'm a huge Enzo fan. Oh yeah, like I've always like I've liked Enzo and Cass for a while, but I've always been the Enzo fan more so than Cass. And a lot of people are like, oh, Big Cass is the one with the talent. I think Enzo Amore. It it could be. I think he's got a a, a a future ahead of him when he when it's all said and done as a killer manager. Oh yeah, for and sure. I think Enzo. That's like a Jimmy Hart level of like right. uh, like like just just loud mouth in your face uh, manager yeah. for and sure. I think he's gonna be a really really good weaselly heel that tries to cheat to win, take shortcuts. I think it's gonna be great, and I think it's a great foil to the the hardworking technician geniuses that are in the cruiserweight division as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, now I want to just segue into the final thing for Raw, which was the fact that after after the main event of the cruiserweights, we had Roman Reigns sitting in his locker room, and then Dean comes in from one side, 
Seth comes in from one side. They stand there for a little bit, and then they both walk away. Yeah. So it's it's confirm it's it's absolutely confirmed. We're getting a Shield reunion. Um, I don't know about this is for you. It doesn't feel as big to me as it should. I feel like they, and I know it's been a few years, but I still feel like they just broke up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, exactly. It's like because like that that moment was so huge when it happened yeah. because nobody saw it coming. Right. But like and like. I think the big thing with Nat with me is that they've teased it so much, yeah. And they've like they've they built it up so much, like the Shield reunion reunion happening. That um, I just don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work mostly just because people can't stand Roman. Right, and like that's the thing. When Roman was in the Shield, he was the quiet, big, tough guy that held the Shield together because he was just a monster and he didn't say much. All mm-hmm. he said was believe that and believe in the Shield. Right. That was all he needed to say. But now that he's been exposed in his promo skills after he left and the suffering Succotash and, and the, the tater, tater tots, tots <laughs> and Royal Rumble 20 was it 20 it was 2015. And when you get buried by John Cena every single week cuz you can't cut a promo, that doesn't help you either. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> thankfully they had him win that match because yeah. if he didn't win that match, he was done. It mm. was over for him for sure. But I just don't think that the fans are going to get behind him just because of their preconception preconcepted hate of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like they love Seth and Dean. Seth and Dean is are always going to be loved no matter what. But um it's Especially if if this is if this is just a one time thing, then we're fine. Then we're fine with that. But if you try to bring them back and like legitimately bring them back, it's not gonna work. I think if anything, it'll go to Survivor Series and then they'll probably be done with it. Because I feel like I feel like bringing the Shield back just for a TLC pay per view. You know what I mean? Like it's a big deal, but TLC isn't really. You know, it's it's, it's it, a B paper. It is, yeah. I mean, like that Survivor thing, yeah. Series. You know, it's one of the big four. Which is why it was weird when they had Roman versus Cena at a pay per view like No Mercy. Right. That was like that was something you could do for SummerSlam. Because like, let's what was what was Cena doing at SummerSlam? He was beating up Baron Corbin for literally no reason. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you would have had to take Roman out of the out of the Fatal Four Way, but like he didn't win anyway. And I think Samoa Joe, Braun, and Brock has more appeal to it as a triple threat than with Roman I as a feel like, Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more like, like, oh my God, what's going to happen instead of like, oh my God, like anybody but Roman because yeah. that was that was everybody's mindset. Right. Whereas right going there. in, if that was a triple threat, you'd be like, I don't care as long as it's good. Exactly. It's like, just give me a good match and whoever wins. Well, I mean, there right. were going to be people who don't like Brock being a champion because of the whole part-timer thing, which I'm fine with because... You shouldn't have your champion on Raw every single week Ooh, because that's a topic we could debate for another podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you shouldn't have him on for every single week because then it's just like, oh, the champion's here, like, and you start to expect it. Mm-hmm. When like the champion shows up, like maybe once every like month or something like that, or shows up for a big pay per view, like then a number one contendership match becomes the new main event, and then that gives another spotlight for the guys who would be in the main event if it wasn't for uh, Brock being in, uh, Brock being champion. Because if it was just that Brock would just be killing people every single B pay-per-view but now you have like guys like you could have Seth versus Dean for the number one contendership as your main event Mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like it gives a bigger spotlight for the for the guys not that aren't to Brock's level to step up and then do something for these B pay-per-views and make them worth something by putting on great matches that's just that's my opinion on that well I guess we'll just touch on it now why not yeah Uh, my opinion is your champion should be at your shows every single week no matter what happens and here's why because there's nothing that degrades the championship more than 
oh, look at this champion. He's got that belt. And then we won't see him again for months. And not everybody's a hardcore wrestling fan. You know, there's going to be those people that tune in, don't see the champ, the, the champion and for four months, and then they show up and they're like, why do we care about this title? We don't see it that often. And more, and, and also the fact that, I don't know, I just, I think it degrade, I think it diminishes the championship prestige and it, I just don't think it's a good look. I think the champion should be your wrestler that's going to be there for you no matter what, day in and day out. I will put that company on my back and I will, and I will provide good matches for you. Not some guy who's like, I'm wrestling once every four months for a paycheck. Thank you for this belt. I'm going to go take it back to my farm in Minnesota now, and and you'll see me in November. No, I think I think I don't think it's a good look. You know, why are we rewarding people like Brock Lesnar, like John Cena, like The Rock when he came back for a stint? Why are we rewarding these people who clearly don't care about your company as much as guys like Sami Zayn, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, even Roman Reigns? At least he's there every week. You know what I mean? Well, and that's, I think that's that's the thing. Is just like that's the thing too. Is that like oh, those guys are like elevated as the top stars, and like that's the thing. It's like that. There's a reason why WrestleMania 27 was one of the most bought. Was one of what? Well, yeah, no, WrestleMania 28. There's a reason why WrestleMania 28 was one of the most bought WrestleManias of all time. That was because it was John Cena versus The Rock. But do you need it for the belt? Because John Cena, The Rock would have sold itself. You don't need the belt on it. You could have kept CM Punk having that belt, and then CM Punk goes on to WrestleMania facing The Undertaker, and then it's, does CM Punk, does his, does his title streak of a year, almost two years, end at WrestleMania, or does he beat The Undertaker and end the streak? That, streak versus streak, I think that would have been... I agree that would have been better for sure, but like in terms of WWE like presenting it like that, that's what's going to make them the most money, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they're business. Yeah. And my opinion is, when you have guys like The Rock and John Cena and Brock Lesnar and even Goldberg hold that Goldberg. title... When they hold that title, when a guy like Sami Zayn or Seth Rollins or one of the guys who doesn't normally get the spotlight that often, when they grab that title, they're like, they have the biggest title in the division. And then they are immediately elevated to the top like because they hold that belt. That's why you have belts like the IC title and the United States title as the workhorse belts. Like mm-hmm. Those are the guys that are going to be there every single week, defending it every single week. And they're going to like show like we are a fighting champion. Like yes, it's understandable that like oh, he's not doing much for the company or he's like he's not a company man or like whatnot. He's just there to get a paycheck. I can understand that hatred, but at the same time in storyline mode and like when you're looking at it from a storyline view, like it makes more sense for Brock to be holding the title and like just to be there when he needs to be when there's a huge challenge. And then mm-hmm. like that sells your B pay-per-views when he shows up. Not when he's just like not when he's like just facing transitional opponents just to extend his reign because mm-hmm. like you know he's going to beat those guys. Right, but if we're talking about for storyline purposes, then let's even look at this last WrestleMania with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. You know, that should not have been for the United States Championship. Kevin Owens was a universal champion and kept the belt because his best buddy, Chris Jericho, cheated and helped him win matches. And, you know, the entire year, oh, Chris Jericho's my best friend. They had the best segment on wrestling in, in years. They were the hottest angle. Chris Jericho was great. And then they, he, 
Kevin Owens, who, again, put that company on his back with Chris Jericho for that year, loses to a man who's 50 years old, which not only makes him look bad, it also makes the championship look bad. And then Goldberg holds that belt for a month and then loses it to Brock Lesnar in, like, seven seconds. Another thing where if Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the Universal title would have been that main event match, I think that would have been... You know what I mean? Because you don't need Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. You don't need to have the Universal Championship in that storyline. The storyline was Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar in three seconds at Survivor Series and embarrassed him, and then eliminated him at the Royal Rumble. That's the story. It's Brock's redemption. We don't need Goldberg to be coming in with as champion. And that's my only thing. Again, again, it, it's just like, that's the thing, too, is like, we're hardcore wrestling fans talking about that. And yes, that was the best storyline going into that WrestleMania, by far. However... We are they. We're hardcore wrestling fans. They know we're gonna buy WrestleMania. They know that we're gonna be getting every single pay per view. WrestleMania is trying to target to the outside people that don't watch pro wrestling. Why do you think Mike Tyson was in the first WrestleMania? <laughs> they were trying. They were gambling on a super card filled with celebrities. Also, like that's the that's what WrestleMania is. It is a super card that brings in outside people that normally wouldn't watch wrestling. That's why the biggest topic for people outside of pro wrestling wasn't the fact that Goldberg be, Goldberg lost to Brock Lesnar. Wasn't the fact that Kevin Owens and then and Chris Jericho had a crazy good match. It was John. Cena proposing to Nikki Bella. That was the big eye catcher for all of the outside fans because that gave something that they could understand and that they could latch onto. It's like we were gonna watch that no matter what, and we'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool," but like this was the big match. Like that's why those guys like put on such a good match, and then they're gonna have, then they still do incredible stuffs on the beach shows that we are going to buy no matter what. But the outside fan maybe won't buy Hell in a Cell or maybe won't buy No Mercy. WrestleMania is where you bring all those people in, and then when they see matches like storylines like Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho, it gives them something that maybe oh, this storyline is really interesting. Maybe they latch on, and maybe they become hardcore fans as well. That's why those guys are... That's why part-timers are there, because they're there to bring people in and then possibly have the the workhorses like Kevin Owens, like Sami Zayn, like AJ Styles, latch them onto those guys, and then there you go. You have new fans now. And that's why I watch Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's why I, and that's why I watch New Japan. <laughs> They'll never have a proposal at a Wrestle Kingdom, I assure you. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Unless it's Kenny Omega proposing to the Young Bucks. <laughs> I, I, young Bucks, I went and I got your uh, your two sweet back. It's no, it's yeah, no exactly. longer. No, there's no cease and desist. The cease and You're desist good. is over. You're good. But uh, okay, so yeah. I think we've. I mean. Yeah, I think we've gone like far in depth on that. Yeah. Unless you have another point on. No, that. I want to touch upon the the one last thing that happened on Raw that I think is worth talking about, which was the Sister Abigail tease. Of course, yeah. Um. So yeah, Bray Wyatt coming down and saying Sister Abigail, you know his uh, his I don't know if it's his actual sister or a love interest or Relative. one of his cult members, but you know who died is Just apparently back, rocking back and forth in his chair. Great like a general crazy hospital worthy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just want to ask real quick, who do you think should be Sister Abigail if and when they finally bring her up? Because I heard it's Paige. If Paige comes back as Sister Abigail, that would be really interesting. I don't know if they're gonna do that though. I don't. I hope they don't. I think. I think it'll just be. I think it'll just be like some unknown person from uh, the NXT development team. Well, I don't, and I don't know if uh, so, uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, she is she wrestles for NXT mm-hmm. um, under a different name. But when she was on the indies, her entire gimmick was a crazy swamp woman. 
I will tell you this right now. Yeah, if they if, if they end up bringing someone from NXT uh, to be Sister Abigail, Nikki Cross, hundred percent, go with Nikki Cross. That's another name I heard. Yeah, that would that would that would I feel like would fit a lot more because yeah, Paige has been gone for a while, but there are gonna still be people that only see her as Paige. While meanwhile, you have NXT, which not a lot of fans watch anymore because mm-hmm. like a lot of the big NXT guys from the from the from the golden years of NXT have already come up to the main roster, so it would be a lot more safer for it to be Nikki. One of the one of the things I actually just thought of is what would what how interesting would it be if they went with a different route and went with like a a Beauty and the Beast ish like angle and they brought in one of or maybe both of the dynamic duo. And they were Sister Abigail. They were, you know, Bray Wyatt. You know, they're they're and clearly using him. You know what I mean? As like they're they're more snobby, like full of themselves, heel, and they're using Bray Wyatt and his power and you know his his super power like state to basically better themselves. You know, maybe Bray helps them capture like the women's championship. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Um, or if they wanted to go hardcore, uh, bring back AJ Lee. There you go. There you go. There there you go. Then, then CM Punk comes back. Oh, exactly. And, and, and then like, Cassius Ono's in the it. shield. We've solved it all. We've <laughs> and, solved it all. And Cassius Ono's in the shield, and it all comes full circle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I'm very interested to see what happens. All I know is that, like, like the graphic that they used for when they, Bray started laughing with Sister Abigail, like, that looked really weird. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like... Maybe Goldust could be Sister Abigail. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just have go- let's just have Goldust come back and be like I'm like I am I am playing my Hollywood role. This is the role I was born to play. Sister Abadust. Sister Abadust. <laughs> Sister Abadust. No, 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 no. I love I love I love Goldust. I love him to death, but I, that's not gonna work. I love his brother. All. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I but mean, maybe he I can mean, be yeah. Abigail. Uh, Cody comes back as Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail. Like, Cody. Vince is like, listen, Cody. I know we our last gimmicks were were not very good for you. I know we did some ridiculous things for you, but here's the thing: we have a legitimate gimmick for you. You're gonna be a girl. Stardust comes back as like, Sister Abadust. Oh my God, no. There, that that is never. Nope, 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 nope. But yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, that that was raw. It was. It was okay for sure. It was, but yeah, like, it was a good show. It was, it was a good build up to like the next Raw and leading up to TLC. Yeah. But like then we got SmackDown, which was heavily promos and like very few matches. Like I which, mean, like you had you had a you had a pretty good tag team between Charlotte and Becky, who I love, and um, Carmella and um, Natalia. Natalia, exactly. And um, no Naomi for some reason. Like Naomi was off the show for some reason. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> not a fan of Naomi? Uh, not not really. I mean, everyone, she wins the women's championship in her hometown, and everyone's like, you deserve it, but did she really? Like, I mean, let's be, like, and and I, don't get me wrong, I I like, I like Naomi, but I don't know. I don't think she's women's championship material. I don't, I think there's other people who I, feel I like, would rather be the face of my women's division. I agree. I agree there's definitely other people that would be better. Um, me, personally, I, I need Becky to be women's champion again because she truly, I mean, like, she's the only representative of the four horsewomen on SmackDown, and she should be. Charlotte. Women. Well, Charlotte got drafted, duh. <laughs> uh, well, when they when they first started okay, the draft, yeah, go, she yeah. was the first one. Yeah. And granted, they gave her the women's championship as she was the first SmackDown women's champion, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. But I just expect, I want her to be back in that picture because she is that damn good. See, I'm on the flip side. I think Charlotte should always be champion. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I heavily believe she could win uh, yeah, this Sunday. I think she will win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it just makes the most sense because, like, yeah, 
I mean, she's just so good. She's mm-hmm. so good. But yeah, but then like, but then you could have a crazy moment where like she turns heel again, and then you could have Becky versus Charlotte. That could be a great. Match. I think that's going to be the overall plan. But I think they're going to have Becky go heel. You think? I think they're going to have Becky go heel. Ooh. They just had. There's no way after Charlotte. Just turned face, and also her dad almost yeah, died. Yeah, yeah. There's no way yeah. they have her then become a bad guy. That 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 is that is that is a big thing for sure. But I'm I'm not sure how Becky will do. Is he? I mean, I have the utmost faith in her because I think yeah. she's incredible. I think Becky could be a heel. Yeah. I mean, well, she's just so sweet. I met her. <laughs> I met her in Brooklyn. She's so sweet. Like just the nicest human being in the world. I swear to. It's, it's just always like, the nice ones that get you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just goes out of nowhere. But yeah, that would be really interesting for sure. I, I'm sure she'd be able to pull it off too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because she originally was a heel when she was in NXT with Sasha Banks. Right. Um, yeah, I think she could pull it off for sure. Um, but yeah, that was a good match for sure. Um, you had uh, Natalia and Carmella win via shenanigans with Carmella smacking uh, Becky with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be a good match for sure. Probably, uh, probably one of the few matches from Smack from Hell in a Cell that I'm looking forward to. And you had Ty Dillinger versus Baron Corbin, which was a nothing match. I think they're gonna make. I think they're gonna put Ty Dillinger in the match, make it a triple threat at the pay per view. You think so? I think that's gonna happen. This late? I don't know how. I don't know why else you'd have him win against Baron. I don't know. I mean, like, and and then AJ's kind of talking trash too on the on the screen and stuff yeah. like that. AJ's AJ's like. Like holding that U.S. title and just going at Baron Corbin, just like yeah. going at him, and it's like ugh, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a Corbin guy. I want to get the belt off AJ, give it to Corbin if you have to, and then get AJ back in that World Championship scene. Have him beat Jinder, and then at Survivor Series we can get Shinsuke versus AJ, and well, all I mean, my, and then I mean, my yeah. indie Mark self can be happy. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like you could have Shinsuke win, then have um, AJ beat Jinder in a one contendership <laughs> match, and then there you go. I mean, like, yeah. Then, then we get Wrestle Kingdom ten all over again. And my and my indie darling self can be thrilled. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, now is the time to take the belt off Jinder. Right. It's been it's been too much. Yeah. Because I was at because I can tell you right now, it's from being at SummerSlam when he when he beat Jinder. I mean, when Jinder beats Shinsuke, the same way he beat Orton, where. Singh brothers get interfere and then he hits his finisher very poorly and then he just wins him with one with one hit of his finisher. Like I was infuriated. I'm like, you cannot tell me that the first loss of Shinsuke's WWE career is gonna be from gender freaking the hand Mahal. of one of the two of the three men in three MB. Oh, exactly. <laughs> of the worst member of three MB by far. Yeah. It goes gender. Then Heath, then Drew. Yeah. It's like that is that is the hierarchy. And then we just we just hit rock bottom. <laughs> and it's like like everybody was fuming. They thought like it's a big four pay-per-view. Why are you not getting a new champion out? Because like let's face it, you're not doing well with Jinder at all. And if and if if these last few weeks on SmackDown haven't proven anything, Jinder does not work no. well. I mean, like, he, with these horribly racist and yeah. just stupid long promos and vignettes of him just making fun of Shinsuke's face. He did that for two weeks in a row, and then yeah. a third week until Shinsuke finally decided, I'm going to shut him up. Like, yeah. we had that for two weeks in a row. That is unbelievably stupid. That That is the only thing you can come up with for Jinder to get some cheap heat. And, it's, and they're doing the same thing they do with every person who's not from America. They're giving him a foreign heel gimmick, and it's been done before. And in my humble opinion, I think it's an outdated concept. 100%. I think, you know, oh, I'm, I am from another country and I hate America. Really? 
This is it's 2017, and we can't think of a better angle than this anti-American And, and that's heel. the best thing too is that he's like, listen, J- Shinsuke, just don't even try because if you become champion, they're gonna they're do gonna the hate same. you yeah, too. They're gonna hate you just the like, same way we on. hate you. We don't hate you because you're Indian, even though you're not technically. We hate you because you suck. Yeah, and and even and I don't know. I just think. I think how many people they have on their writing staff and how much money they pay their writers, and that's the best you can come up with. And I think it's a prime example it's a of psych- how out well, of touch Vince is. It doesn't even matter. Like, the writing staff could come up with something interesting. The thing is, they have to feed it to Vince. And Vince and is Vince is, Vince is the type, he's going to cycle of things that worked in the past and no, only worked in hell and worked in the past. They're going to hate America and then Hulk Hogan will come out. There's a reason why that they didn't fill their original arena for WrestleMania 7. Like that that gimmick that that match between Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter, they're like, "Oh, we were afraid that some crazy Americans were going to bomb the arena." No, you weren't selling your you weren't selling out your original planned arena, so you had to move to a smaller one. Yeah. It's like, no, it just was a trash idea. And it's just like, it's a boring, lazy gimmick that's like, oh, just because that guy's from a different country, you have to hate him. Like, yeah. no. No, it's outdated. And I'm I, like, you gotta, I think it's embarrassing for wrestling fans. Your too. company, your audience, your world is changing all around you. And you need to start doing something different. Yeah. You need to, you, it can't just be that his nationality is different. It can't. Yeah. Because that's just a boring, lazy way of getting heat. Right. And well, and, and New Japan does. Does a same does a very similar angle with the Bullet Club, you know. New Japan is a Japanese com- company, obviously, in the of name. course. And Bullet Club is a whole bunch of American heels that come Ex- down except there. Except for I think except I thought, for yeah, one, yeah, except for one, yeah. Well, two technically. All but, right. But anyway, so you get, but that's the whole point of the gimmick is there. There's but but they don't but they don't. You wouldn't know if you didn't. You know, if you were a hardcore New Japan fan, you wouldn't know that that's how that club originated. Of and course. the leader of the of the faction, w- which was uh, Finn Balor at the time, he's not even from America. Mm-hmm. So it's not so it's not one of those things where oh, all these American people hate J- Japan, so they're bad guys. It's just a bunch of people who aren't from Japan, who are who aren't anti um, Japanese heels, but they're a, a club, they're a faction, they're a brotherhood. They're, they're a group of people who right. love wrestling and, and love you kicking made, you in the face. And if you made Jinder Mahal and the Singh boys, and even put Kali in there too. And made them not so much we hate America, go India, but we are we're a bunch of people who are badasses who just happen to be from India and we're and we're going to win this championship not because we hate America, but because we're professional wrestlers and we want to win a championship. Of course. I think that would mark it better. Yeah. Had them be ruthless, just ruthless badasses who just beat people yeah. up. Well, but I mean, to, like, but you yeah, don't have you, to put it. I hate America too. Of like, course, yeah. It's like you just worthless Americans. I'm like, you yeah. tried that with Rusev. Look how well he turned out. Yeah. You had to change him from Russia to Bulgaria. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa. I mean, like, I hate Bulgaria even more than Russia. What? So, I don't know. I think it's an outdated concept, and I do agree. I think the experiment can end. We can get Shinsuke Nakamura a champion, and then we can get Shinsuke AJ, and all my problems Absolutely. can be solved. And I think the big thing, real quick, I want to talk about with SmackDown 2 is uh, because uh, we have Bobby Roode, um, who is now... A hundred percent of face. Mm-hmm. He has come from NXT as a babyface, and he will be facing Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler on his way out the door. On, basically, yeah, he'll be facing Dolph Ziggler, and most likely, probably one of his last few matches. If if they, if they continue the way he's going, I can see him leaving very yeah, soon. Yeah, well, his contract expires, and it's he's already said he's leaving. All right. So this is his. This is going to be his last program. Is getting Bobby Roode over. All right. So. But like, I mean, like, I know there's a lot of people that are like. 
Bobby Roode was the best heel in NXT, and the fact that they were debuting him as a babyface was a horrible idea. But here's my here's my concept on that. It's like he's just arrived in WWE. He's just arrived in the main roster, and every and like the people who know Bobby Roode are singing his entrance alongside. The casual fans are gonna want to get along on this because oh, it's a catchy entrance and all that kind of stuff. So you can have him as a babyface for like a month or two, maybe mm-hmm. a, little, a few more, and then have him switch over that crazy good heel that we know he can be, right. and then there you go. I would not be surprised if you know he's babyface until he beats Dolph Ziggler, and then I wouldn't be surprised if he turns heel on like Randy, goes, on like Randy Orton or something. Yeah, he goes like a whole he goes like a whole Chris Jericho like I trolled all of you like you're singing my entrance and stuff like that. I don't care about any. Yeah, of I could you. see that. Yeah, but I definitely think. I definitely think he's gonna go heel eventually, and I I think I think that's Bobby what Roode and Randy Orton is just a dream concept. Absolutely, absolutely, and like, just Bobby's just so talented, which really confused me why like Dolph goes in on him like you're just an entrance, yeah. like. The fact that Bobby was like decided to like play into the fact that he is like that he that his entrance is amazing. He's like, listen, you did it all wrong. This is how you do it, and then he does his glorious thing. I'm like, no, you should be like. <laughs> Buddy, you're gonna learn at Hell in a Cell. I'm not just an entrance. I'm the best damn thing coming in WWE. It's like, like give him a reason to fear you, not just to be like, oh, he's got a cool entrance. See, it's- I don't know. I kind of like that he's just playing up his entrance because I think it's one of the things he doesn't need to tell Dolph. Just like he doesn't need to tell the fans. Oh yeah, well I'll show you I'm more than an entrance. He'll ham up the entrance and then he'll just simply do just that. And okay, when well, he wrestles, be I, yeah, like, look uh, at well, me. Yeah, considering yeah, considering that, and then like he could just be like, I was so cocky going into that. I was just like, I'm playing up. I'm just an entrance. And then I destroyed Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like there you go. Like you you people now know I'm not just an entrance, and mm-hmm. now you know that I'm going to beat everybody that comes in front of me. Right. But yeah, I've, I'm 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 very hopeful for Bobby because I think they can do some great things with him. Mm-hmm. I just hope that eventually they bring him back to that amazing heel that we know he can be because mm-hmm. I mean he's Bobby freaking rude. Yeah. Um, and then I, there's two more things we need to touch on. Uh, the New Day Usos feud is great feud. They're facing off a of Hell in a Cell this time. They just had a promo, um, but I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be match of the night. Most likely, um, yeah. I mean, those guys are workhorses for oh, sure. They're great. That entire feud is awesome. Um, let the New Day go over, and then for Survivor Series, we can get the Elimination Raw versus SmackDown match of the Shield versus New Day, and then we can all go to bed happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that will be that's a mo- great That's match. a money match. That oh, could main event, that main event Survivor Series. You don't even need a Universal Championship no, match. No, no, no. You don't need Brock to show up. Look, no. there you go. You got New Day. It's like, I mean, like, you could have the Raw tag titles and the SmackDown tag titles, and then just, boom, there you go. You don't even have to put them on the line. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You could just be like, Raw and SmackDown are colliding. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, the the show, the SmackDown show ended with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. And, you know, I thought that this feud at first was going to be a waste of time. I thought Kevin Owens could do better than this, and they were wasting him. But I am really into this feud. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Shane McMahon... You know, as long as he jumps off a cell at some point or gets thrown, I don't care. But goddamn, is Kevin Owens such a great heel? Like, I mean, that's the thing too. Is like you could say that this isn't worth Kevin Owens' time, but he will make it worth. Yeah. No matter mm-hmm. what. Like I mean, n- no disrespect to Shane because Shane's great in his own way, and he's a um, draw. And exactly, and he's a draw. And um, but Kevin Owens just like proves time and time again, no matter what storyline you give him, no matter who you put up against him, he will make money out of it because mm-hmm. he's just. That damn good. This this story reminds me of his Ring of Honor days when he was feuding with Jim Cornette. 
Oh, like, it reminds me. It reminds me of. It reminds me heavily of that feud. You know, he's he's he does really really well against authority, whether he's a babyface or a heel. Kevin Kevin Owens, who just happens to be in my top five favorite wrestlers to go in today, but I don't know. I think. I think he. I think that match is going to be awesome, and I really wish I was there in Detroit to see it. Absolutely, and they announced too that it's going to be false count anywhere. False so, count anywhere. So basically, so basically, they're saying, look, they're going to break out of the cell. It's like, like it's going to be like that cell can't contain these two monsters. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, like we we bolted this cage down or something I like that. I just want Michael Cole to yell for the love of mankind again. No! For the, for the love of mankind! While he's <laughs> while he's staring at the script. You've got kids, Shane. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, like your 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 constant need to force your sound bites wants to give myself a freaking head injury. Like, I want to be a commentator for WWE. That's my that's why I'm in broadcasting. Like I cannot stand how much you script these sound bites. Like, have faith in your commentators that they can make these sound bites work. Why do you think Corey Graves is so incredible? It sounds natural when he says it. Cole looking at a script saying, for the love of mankind. The, I don't know. I I was one of the only people that loved that line. I hated that. I loved it. I thought it was I'm awesome. Like, there's a reason why people remember Jim Ross because he didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't script him saying, as God is my witness, he is broken in half. <laughs> Nobody scripted that. They had Michael Cole in the shot. The cameraman didn't even bother to zoom in on Shane when he fell. It's just like, oh, hey, Cole's in the shot. And like, I guess Kevin, Re- I guess reading lines. From like, what have you, Kevin, done? You should have had him like zoom. He's in the shot. What are you doing? Oh, my God. That was the worst worst thing that they ever did but yeah i mean that's what we got <laughs> but me getting off my tirade that's what we got going into hell in a cell which should be a good show with some very key matches being standouts being the new day and usos and shane versus ko and um i'm sure the women charlotte will do incredible work with natalia because i mean if they're nxt as nxt showed they can put on a good match as well mm-hmm. um i as long as Jinder loses the belt, I don't care what happens. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I mean, as long as we can see Shinsuke kick him in the head repeatedly and just not let up and then just murder him, like, I'm fine. Then as this long, show will be yep. perfect. Shane has to fall from something high and Shinsuke has to win. If those two things happen, I think the pay-per-view is a, is a good show. And if Kevin falls too, that's just an added if bonus. If they both fall, I'll take it. Exactly. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's all we got for right now. I mean, we're going into this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which should be one pretty interesting show for sure. But, yeah. All right, guys. That was the first ever episode. Well, the the uh, this season of Ringmasters with the new and improved Ringmasters podcast. Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, stick around. Our next episode, we're going to review Hell in a Cell and do the fallout on Raw and SmackDown. So, uh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm Austin Sumowitz, and you are. I am Chad, and we will see you guys later. Oh.